Bring that ass back to the smoke pit. Hey. Here we go again. International takeover. <laughs> you got myself, Dan Sharp, Marine Corps veteran, 12 years, five deployments, no big deal. You got Mike Sensi over there. You know, um, just hanging a, out. Just hanging out. <laughs> uh, Afghan veteran, veteran of many different conflicts, both uh, imaginary <laughs> and real. Uh, our shitty enough. executive producer, uh, Mike Stedman, who is referred to as EP Mike, and our ever sexy uh, guest for today. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Garen Jones. How are you? <laughs> what Best-selling the fuck? fucking I, author. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Best-selling author, fucking New York Times, Sunday Times. Uh, look for his books. You can check him out on Instagram. Uh, through He'll be tagged on all of our stuff. Uh, you know, British uh, infantryman, uh, Iraq and Afghan veteran. With so, a teapot. <laughs> with a fucking glorious <laughs> Union <Yeah>. Jack teapot. <laughs> so... Um, with you being British, I'm gonna assume that that you've probably either met like the the Queen or a prince or something. Like that's just like a thing, right? I never met the Queen. Um, I wasn't valiant enough on my <laughs> tours to do anything deserving of meeting her. You didn't you didn't kill enough people. Ah, oh, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, You're just, almost there. You like, know, hey, he's not slayed enough bodies to come to the palace. Your Queen's a savage um, too. Like I see her out there shooting. The Queen's, the, uh, dude, the Queen's a fucking legend. I love the Queen. I love yeah. the Queen. I got a lot like. Um, not a lot to say about the royal family in general. I think they're really cool. I've I've met Prince Charles a couple on a couple of occasions. Once, once as a schoolboy, and um, <laughs> you know it's like a quintessential English thing. They were opening some fucking museum or something like that, and he came around. And he's like, "Do you like school dinners?" <laughs> and I was like, "That was my conversation with him the first time I met him." Well, don't leave um, the suspension. Do you like school yeah, dinners? Did you answer correctly? I was not a fan, but he's the prince because uh, I, I was like, uh, "Oh well, you might have him executed if yeah. I say no." So. <laughs> Take so this let me, one let me pause you real quick. I just want to let everyone know that our shitty producer uh, went to Ireland and <laughs> brought back some blood pudding, which he then burnt <laughs> in my kitchen. That's probably a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, please continue. Yeah. When you met yeah, so the, the second time, prince. second time I met him was um, that it was uh, in the in the military capacity. Went to an event at St James's Palace, and it was uh, you know it was like a nice event everyone got the, the number two dress on like you know the ceremonial dress yeah i got my, I got my single medal on there i was looking <laughs> single medal swinging around in the breeze uh but it was cool because it's like to get to the event you know where they put us up in hotel and stuff and you walk you know you I, one of my friends was there he was from a different regiment but we'd both been in iraq at the same time we'd gone through like pre-deployment training with each other and stuff and he was there with his, with his girlfriend at the time and it's like it was really great like walking through london and people stopping and you know, taking photos and all that kind of stuff. And then we went to the reception and, you know, and it's one of, there was like people coming around with hors d'oeuvres, I believe yeah. they're called. And well, before, before you go on though, uh, were you drunk when you were walking around the city? Right. No, I was so to say, Because I would I love so to know <laughs> to where all these random pictures of you with people, like they're going through their old albums and they're like, oh, look at this young bloke. <laughs> no, they're probably looking how at, are you? No, I'm probably, they're probably looking at 150 pounds with like my uniform hanging <laughs> off me, yeah. looking like really bright red and embarrassed and stuff like that. Now when I look back on it, I look like Jared Butler in, in my mind and I'm going around and my life like sleeves are bulging and everyone's like just like you know Sucking hanging dick, off me you know? yeah and then there's a big orgy Caligula style <laughs> but then the reality of the situation is I probably just looked like a massive fucking you know like d- uh, dweeb who was probably still like I was still probably like hyper like reactive at the time as well I'm probably like looking around everywhere with yeah. big wild eyes just got back from Iraq um but yeah, we we met up and it was, you know, me and my friend were like fuck you know you know what it's like dude especially you know being a grunt 
it's free drink going around. You don't want to be saying no to it. But then right. at the same time, I'm thinking, well, this is a military event. If I fuck up here, I'm probably going to be posted to the Falklands for the next 20 years yeah, yeah. counting penguins. Yeah, did you have a lot of higher ups there? Oh, it was all like there was, from what I remember, there was like, there was, I'd say like a half dozen um, junior NCOs and everyone else was like, there was a lot of fucking stars in that place. Wow. Like, there was a lot of brigadiers cutting around. A load. And yeah, and it was like, you know. And the prince, no big deal. Yeah, the <laughs> prince is there. And, uh, th thems aren't the circles that I moves in, really. <laughs> so, you know, we were waiting for our turn to come around and then um, a few of us kind of got shuffled into line to meet him. And like, you know when you take one look at someone and you're like, this guy is absolutely shit-faced. <laughs> yeah, in fact, the first um, night we met. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's very true. <laughs> that's right, yeah. <laughs> um, and so, like, he's coming along and he's got like, the red cheeks and everything like that. And he's like, you know... He's and tall, it, too, he right? He kind of, like, slurs his words a bit, too, anyway. Oh, he's tall, yeah. He's a tall, he's got a good, you know, cuts a good figure. And he starts coming down the line and kind of, like, talking to us. And, um... He's like, oh, so you're there then. And the brigadier introduced me. He's like, this is Lance Corporal Jones. And I think you call him like your Royal Highness. And he's like, oh, you've been to Iraq, yeah? Because he's seen my medal and stuff. And then he's like, oh, my son's in Afghanistan. And I'm thinking, hang on, mate. I thought it was supposed to be about me. Why are you making about you? Yeah, we're going to this is this your thing now, is it? So we had a couple of things where you're like, you know, a couple of generic, like, male getting through questions and all that kind of thing. And then he moved on to my friend and the guy next to me. And I don't want to give his name out on here, so I'll just call him Corporal H. The brigadier is like, oh, this is Corporal H, so he's awarded the mentioned the dispatches on uh, Operation Telic 3. He goes, oh, well, oh, what'd you get that for then? And his mate's like, well, basically, sir, I went in the house, someone started shooting at me, so I ran upstairs and shot him in the face. <laughs> and like, oh, I said, that's jolly good, yes, jolly good. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and like, so he was like, um, he was pretty shit face, he moved off. And so, like, at that point, then I was like, all right, all right now I can start having a few right, drinks. Yeah. Yeah. And I see my, my, my friend, Riley is like a really big strapping Yorkshire lad and he was talking to some like little dweeb over in the corner or whatever so I went just like went over like slapped my friend on the shoulder like fucking hell mate like I'm not really comfortable in this place there's all these fucking cunts around and I might realise he's talking to General Dana who was the head of the army and I'm like I'm going to the Falklands <laughs> and for those um, of you who are but, fucking idiots historically the Falklands are in very not, a very not yeah. good place um, but like but it's but then I took one look at him and I was like oh this guy is absolutely wanker too <laughs> so it was like it was funny because it was like all the lance corporals and privates in the place we were like because we were all so worried about consequences we were super well behaved but all the members of the aristocracy and all that well, we're just absolutely minging we're just getting on it but yeah that was a that was the last time me and him hung out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he, hasn't he hasn't texted you lately. Don't like to drop his name too much. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's probably listening to the podcast out now anyway, so shout out, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, yeah, I, I think with the uh, the reach that we have on social media, we, we might be able to get his attention. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. His yeah. son's about us, both of his sons. Oh, yeah. yeah, and the fact that he, like, pretty much just dedicated the rest of his life to, like, the, the Invictus Games yeah, and yeah. Awesome. other, um, you know, other pro-veteran organizations and events and stuff. It's just righteous, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. No, they're, 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 they're super cool. They're very good with the forces. They're very good with the country in general. Like, the amount of fucking work that they put in mm. on the charity side of things. Um, I have some friends who work directly with them and stuff. And they yeah. said, like, they, they fucking... It's not like, oh, yeah, slap my name on it. Like, they bust their ass. Like, yeah. they really do bust their ass. Because they make... The, they're like a... You think of them like they're like a producer in a way. It's like they're the guys, or maybe not your producer. Not Can not I get producer. in on the same? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Hell yeah. Um, but they're, they're, the, they're the ones who, like... 
they fucking make shit happen. Like they make shit happen by they make the phone calls, they they, they shake the hands, kiss the babies, all that, yeah. and they they're the ones that get like. You know they'll get money released up for charities in a way that like mere mortals can't do. Oh, for mm. real! Like if the like the queen or the prince was like, "Hey, do you want to donate money to charity?" I'm like, "Yes, you can have everything in my pocket." Yeah, exactly. But like if literally anybody else was <laughs> yeah. besides Jesus, <laughs> yeah, like, even Jesus, off. I'd be like, "Do you have a pamphlet? Like, <laughs> let me look this over." <laughs> I'm like, come on, yeah. Jesus, can you do that thing where you like turn the money in my pocket to lots of monies <laughs> and then hook us both up? You know, like. But I digress. <laughs> So I think one of the, the biggest uh, preconceptions that we have of the, uh, the British military is that you guys are just like, um, if you're not drinking tea, you're banging whores <laughs> and just like shit face drunk. Mm-hmm. Like, because uh, I just peeing on each other. Yeah, because I, I trained with the commandos <laughs> yeah. a bunch. Oh, and, fuck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and like PT with them was just like, all right, we're going to go run five miles to the yeah, pub, yeah. get, you know, snickered, and then run five miles back at yeah. the same pace, <laughs> if not faster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so like, that's like the, the conception that, that we have of the British military. Mm-hmm. And also um, the, the fact that like, that they would just like, would like just rather sit there and just like be in the fucking pocket and just like trade like lead and just like you know almost like the trench warfare where you know it's just like let's fire 10 million fucking rounds at the other guys you know and just like whoever the better man is and like me like I always always thought like you know like fix and flank you know what I mean combined arms dilemma like you know how the fuck can I end this conflict with like the least amount of rounds as Mm -hmm. with the British is like another strafing run (laughs) (laughs) another A-10 I think it's because we had such restrictive um, rules of engagement in Iraq yeah like like, literally it was like we're on what was called card alpha which is you can't you literally like you could see a truck full of them yeah rpgs over their shoulders they're not firing it you can't do nothing about it you uh you served in both iraq and afghanistan if i'm correct as did you i think as i did as did we did as we did together bravely and meritoriously i'm sorry i'm young and handsome and missed iraq (laughs) okay only two of those things are true and only one is vaguely true because you are almost in your 30s, my friend. Still in my 20s, whatever. Count it. Count <laughs> I'm pretty it. sure. This, I'm pretty sure like, what, from what I've heard about that place, it's still like pretty wary. I'm pretty sure you could still... You I know, can still make it. It's true. Yeah, there's still, there's still time. time. Yeah. One of my friends has been there recently, and I'm like, but did, did, did you? But did you go <laughs> did to you Iraq? Really go? Yeah. yeah, a buddy of mine is a, uh, a contractor there, and he got shot, like I think, like a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. Oh. And, like, he didn't even, like, make a big deal of it. He just, like, sent me a picture with, like, a gaping hole in his chest with, like, blood coming out. Like, after they had, like, fixed some of it, he was, like, changing out his bandage wound. Yeah. And I was like, what the actual fuck? <laughs> like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> and then he just left me on scene for, like, 12 hours. Like, mm-hmm. I was losing my fucking yeah. mind. Left you on red like a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of my friends, is he he was out there when he went up to Mo- uh, Mosul, Mosul, whatever the fuck you say it. And uh, he was showing me, he's like, we, recently we went out, uh, classic veteran drinking it's like oh we've had one drink let's continuously talk about Iraq and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was showing me th- and like dude this city is just like level Fucking like level. there is no city kind of makes you think like what's the point in finding over a city if you're literally just gonna level you might as well just like you know yeah. is it really a point in having something back like that I don't know. Yeah, we just need whatever fucking uh, apartment complex has been putting up all these cookie cutter, <laughs> overpriced piece of shit, fucking matchstick, <laughs> fire hazard, right? Fucking apartment complex and just go build a metric fuck ton. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's definitely some good real estate development opportunities out there. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so we uh, we got some some great things that we want to talk about. So we got a uh, an anonymous message from a uh, corporal of Marines in the infantry. And he says, 
uh, El Guapo with your penis so large. <laughs> Clearly, he's talking to me. This is a letter to himself. No one please. <laughs> uh, no, but he basically said, like, uh, today's bitch-made society is so sensitive. Like, back in the day, we used to get our dick stomped in for hazing. But now, if you so much even yell at a boot, you'll get fucking kicked out. So his question for us is, how do you instill proper discipline into your subordinates without getting kicked out for hazing? Mike? Mm. <laughs> Let me just solve all the world's problems for you guys. Yeah, it's um, a recurring theme is I ask a very simplistic question, <laughs> and then he's baffled. I'm, like not, I'm not baffled. I'm just not paying attention. Which he was pre-briefed on. <laughs> <laughs> he did ask me before this. Plenty of time to think. Thinking of our Uber driver. Okay. Um, I, <laughs> uh, honestly, man, I've always said the same thing. I'm about like aggressive leadership as long as it's not intrusive as long as it's relevant to the training and the mission. Mm-hmm. I don't think, as long as you're not hurting anybody just for the thrill of hurting somebody or upsetting somebody just for the thrill of it, I, f- I think it's all good. Discipline is instilled in different people in different ways. So uh, kind of just know your people and know their limits, but don't don't cater to everybody because everybody's not the same. That was the most politically correct answer. I am running yeah. for, I'd like to announce <laughs> I'm running for president. <laughs> <laughs> President of the No Answer Question Club. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what, what? that's my answer. What do you want? So, what, what uh, what's hazing like in the UK? Like, was that a thing? Like, um, it was, yeah. and I feel like it's probably the same here. Like, look, dude, I just my thinking on this right is I, I remember some a couple of very distinct lessons from yeah. my um, youth, and I I, like, I I didn't I did like a shortened I did shortened training too because I came from like reserves. And went into regular service. Yeah, you were like way. seventeen when you joined. Yeah, right? so like the, like the the week I turned seventeen, and this happened. Wait, wait. So you were like like freshly seventeen. Oh, I was. Yeah, I was so fucking firm and. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a difference when like like when you're younger and one of your buddies like yeah I'm dating this girl I'm like how old is she seventeen yeah. like okay yeah. did she just turn seventeen or is she about right, to turn yeah. eighteen yeah. There's a difference. Yeah. You were sixteen yeah, like. Come on, I'm right here. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, no, I was literally like, I went in at six because you can join at sixteen, mm-hmm. and then you. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, without going down that whole what age thing, I was young. I was seventeen, and I remember one night with on, on this, like I said, it was like a shortened training package, and um, we were doing like a night. We were doing like a night attack, and it was back in the days where there wasn't really much tactics other than like a cover and move, kind of like a bounder thing, and that yeah. was like the answer for everything, which right. still kind of is in some ways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't change five positions after a few rounds, and I got kicked in the fucking head. And Seems fair. you know what? Fucking remember that lesson. Yeah. And you know what's yeah. you know what's like a lot worse than uh, getting kicked in the head? Get shot in the head. Fair. <laughs> so true. he kicked yeah. me in the head, but then later, like he praised, like I did some other, I did some stuff during that attack that I did well, and he praised that, and I was never like sullen about it. And I think like if I could meet that guy, guy now, I'd fucking shake his hand. Now I don't know if I ever would run into him in the army again because he did get kicked out for beating recruits. So, <laughs> so like maybe that proves the point. But yeah. I, I fucking, I, I, you know really would thank him for teaching me that that lesson didn't fucking give me a bit of a shaking up head no worse than you get playing football or rugby yeah uh, and it taught me a really fucking important lesson um and like we did we used to do other stuff and you know like i think being part of being in the infantry is just like it's just this never never land of like you never really kind of grow up and you get a bunch of kids who are like full of testosterone and a bit wild because let's be honest especially in the infantry you want to go shoot people in the face you're not mm-hmm. really a you're yeah. not really like a functioning person in the first right. place. No. I think a lot of this stuff was like where this trouble is coming from is you're trying to put, right, I'm hungover, so let me try to see if I get this straight. Round <laughs> round pegs and square holes? No, that would work. Trying to put a square peg in a round hole, yeah. right? 
And so well, you got. On, but if these round holes are the size of the vaginas <laughs> that Mike usually goes after, then you can put a bunch of. Well, he said, he said the women were big. He didn't say the vaginas were big. Yeah. They could big women, big, big, woman, big <laughs> vagina. You know, it is a mathematical assume. fact. <laughs> do not assume, sir. Big stomach, um, little pussy. <laughs> yeah, because all the fat is like compressing the that's vagina. That's right, yeah. You know? That's. That's just science. Yeah, that's that is science. Did we call just it, discover something. I call it the collapsing star. But method. in order for that to happen, though, she'd have to be on top, yeah, and right, that's right. that's a health risk to, to use. Like, and yeah. she could she could clamp onto that thing in that's a vice true. grip that you could not get out of because she's basically got you in like fucking jujitsu pin. Like, I'm sorry. We thought this was going to become acceptable. It's not. Factually, it's still off the table. Yep. Um, but yeah, like you were saying though, oh, okay. Yeah, so okay, so maybe these motherfuckers, they weren't spo- they're not supposed to be in the infantry. Yeah. Um, but because of the way things are going and, and it's like you can get away with being a bit less tough, that you can, you know, you can end up in um in, you know, in those things, in these places where you shouldn't. And like, look, I get where people are coming from when they're trying to make these things nice, but one, fuck off, you you know, because you're not Fair. you're not helping anybody. Mm. Um, because like the reality of war is never gonna change. So you can try and make chain, you, you know, try and make train, training as hard as, uh, sorry, as, as soft as possible and not hurt people's feelings. But when people start fucking shooting at you and you start, you know, losing people and everything like that, mm-hmm. I think you're actually doing a real disservice to those people that you supposedly helped because you haven't prepared them for the realities and that's going to super fuck people up. Super you know? fuck. <laughs> and the other thing as well, dude, like, there's only so easy you can make war, right? Like, when it comes down, like, there's no... We, we've hit, like, you know, there's a base limit in war about how, like, you know, you can have some air conditioning in vehicles and you can make some kit lighter and stuff like that. Certain things are always going to fucking suck about it. So you can't take all the fucking, the, the gnarliness out of training um, because you can't take the gnarliness out of war. Now, that being said, we haven't actually answered this dude's question. The way... <laughs> oh, I've been waiting. <laughs> the, the way that you can get away with hazing oh, and, and stuff like on. that. Yeah, the way that you can get around with hazing and stuff like that. No cameras. <laughs> blood pacts. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cut those hands open. Blood pacts. Yeah. Um, oaths. And if the worst comes to worst, and you take the hazing too far, take it all the way. Bury that motherfucker on the training area. <laughs> and um, yeah, and you'll have a secret that will bond you for life. That's right. Yeah, I like that. So uh, um, I came in in two thousand and four, and there uh, some of my senior guys were still wearing like uh, tricolor shit. You know, like yeah, it was yeah. right at the shift of the digital age. Um, and so I remember when I was a boot, like I got set on fire. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got beat up an A barrel. Like, yeah. I got fucking thrown off of you know decks and stuff. I got you know fucking group tackled and beat up and all kinds of shit. And this is this is the way my senior guys. And let, let me show you how fucking cerebral these cats were. They're like, yeah, you fucking stupid boot. You fucking like that hazing. Of course you don't, because you're a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> and guess what? If you go fucking cry hazing, like little fucking pussy boot you are, they'll be like, one less fucking gun in the firefight. They're fucking going to get yourself killed because you want to cry fucking hazing. One less fucking senior last corporal there to fucking save your ass. When you're in the shit, you're going to fucking stand that. And I'm like, oh, God. Like, if I report them, like, they're right. I'm going to die. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I need them there to lead me in combat. Well, you, like, knew, so you, oh, knew, you knew you were going to just, I, I told you, if you're going to spit on me, make it cheers. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the thing about you and you, you, you knew you were going to combat, right? Yeah. So that was in your mind. I think maybe now it's like people don't see the imminent thing of, oh, you're going to go over to Iraq. Like, you you know, you would have known you were going to fucking Iraq. Yeah. yeah, we have more people dying in motorcycle crashes uh, that are active duty than are dying overseas. Yeah. yeah. And the majority of people who are dying overseas right now, unfortunately, are, are like tier one, like operators, like the, the you know, special forces guys, rangers, berets, seals, whatever. 
Um, like you've seen mo mainly them in the news uh, are the guys who have been dying recently because they're over there training embedded forces. Something goes sideways and you know they get killed. And so it's not like Joe Blow, fucking logistical supply clerk from the Minnesota National Guard. You know, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Like he's not expecting to have to go and fucking you know tat a motherfucker up. Yeah. And so I think the way that you you solve this is it starts at the fucking base level. You have to instill to them that. You, the military didn't join them. The Marine Corps didn't join them. The Army, or whatever the case is, didn't join them. They joined the military. That's a good point. Nobody fucking asked them to be there. They are of their, of their own free will and their own fucking decision. And if you're going to be the kind of bench-made piece of shit that's going to go in the military and expect everybody to treat you with kit gloves, correct yourself. <laughs> yeah, just Boom. a bitch. Every, every time you say that, we make money. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where I have to pay myself royalties exactly. to say it. <laughs> no, but that's 100% true, though. Like, these fucking 18-year-olds, they have this mentality that, like, they're doing somebody a favor by fucking showing up. Like, no, that's not the case. Right. Yeah, I think that's a backlash from this kind of thank you for your service for sure. um, culture. Because mm -hmm. yeah. now it's kind of like, a, well, you, yeah, you do fucking owe me for your service. It's like when I, I told you guys yesterday when I was at the airport, you know, got a bit of the beard going on these days. And, you know, I dress a little foo-foo-ish maybe in some ways, <laughs> let's say. And I'm at the airport and there's this guy coming through with his kit bags that were like bigger than he is. And he's like looking at me like, fucking disgusting civilian. Look at you. Like, no, you're like, you motherfucker, I was losing friends in combat yeah. before you lost your virginity. I will break you. You went on Hastings. If anyone gets that reference, then, uh, yeah, shout out for my jacket. Yeah, but like, yeah, but you can see that. Like, it's that, like, it's like, dude, because I, I fucking hate it when people are like, thank you for service. It's like, dude, for all you knew, I could have, maybe I was, the worst Lance Corporal in British yeah. Army history right. who mowed down more of my own men than I ever did the enemy. Copious I'm, amounts of civilians. Yeah, that's right. I'm like, yeah, this attitude of like everybody and um, everybody from it is this fucking gleaming hero who is yeah. like, one, the military is full of assholes who are like, and, and like all this, this, this fucking inflation of opinion. It's like, we have pretty big egos to begin with. We don't yeah. need any more of this ego stuff. Right, in. right. And I think, yeah, I think that's the problem with young people is this like, like a generational fucking sound old as fuck now but it's like a generational entitlement <laughs> thing anyway damn kids and music um, and then it, when Reagan was president <laughs> pump the brakes yeah I was like oh I thought you were in Iraq the second world war sorry bro yeah, <laughs> um, yeah like, and then on top of that it's like there's always automatic then entitlement and dude I don't know if you've seen some of the commercials um, that have been they've been making like advertising uh, recruitment commercials in the UK yeah like, I follow their they, Instagram yeah oh my fucking <laughs> god they made me want to go and join the Taliban I was like, I was this, like is why people this is it this is it I'm done exactly yeah. hashtag fucking jihad I am <laughs> yeah cause uh, I, I hope um, isn't trend <laughs> I'll be honest I, I really only follow the British social medias just because I was hoping to like you know before I got a girlfriend uh, you know pick up a couple uh, cute British PFCs, you know? Yeah, right, right, uh, good yeah. luck finding them, mate. <laughs> 12 years in kit, and I've never seen one. <laughs> no, they, they must keep them all for, they must hire models for the uh, the advertisements. They, they do hire yeah. models for What? Them. Look, of course they do, man. Look, there's no one good looking in the British Army. <laughs> <laughs> None of us have got any teeth. We're all fucking alcoholics. I knew it. <laughs> you know? Jesus Christ, like, I can honestly say, and this speaks for a lot of the guys too, even on deployments, it never got to the point where I was like, oh, you know what? I will have to fuck one of the girls that's on tour. It yeah. was like, no, nah, I can wait. Yeah, it's, really. it's only another four months. <laughs> um, you know, um, no, I'm sure there are a couple. I, I think I've, I've seen a, a, a couple, 
think, no, no I'm just lying. <laughs> sorry, I can't do it. I'm, I feel like I'm under oath on this podcast. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I, I tell you what, no, I, I am, I'm kind of fucking around like that. But I, I think the part of the thing is, was like, I've seen a lot through your kind of Instagram and stuff like that. When I just like happen to fall over and press the button and look on these like gun buddies accounts, it's not that right, I want right. to look. No, I don't want to look. <laughs> and, but they're like makeup in uniform and all that kind of stuff, which you know they're prerogative. If they want to do that, great. I'll say this to the girls that I did serve with: they didn't go in for any of that stuff. They didn't. Mm-hmm. They weren't doing makeup or anything like that. Right. They were turning up just like the lads. That you know, they, they would square the way. And that was it. And I tell you what, man, I served with some fucking awesome, awesome chicks who were yeah. uh, ballsy as fuck. And I think the whole sex thing, to be honest, a big part of it, I'm backtracking a bit, you know, <laughs> it's just because... Remembering your career. It's because you know, no, they were seen as one of the boys. Yeah. Um, they were seen as, like, one of the boys, and, you know, you respect... You had a lot of respect for them, so it wasn't like, oh, I'm just going to go through it like a cum dumpster kind of thing. It was yeah. just like, yeah. this is one of my comrades who I really respect. And therefore, my penis but will stay in its pants. I don't mm. get that because, like, if my boy was like, "Oh man, like sucking <laughs> these girls or whatever," I'm like, "I'll give you a hand job. I don't care. Right? Like, I'm here for it. Yeah. You know, like, so I kind of feel like it would have been like it would have enhanced your friendship if you had had sex with them. That's <laughs> an interesting way of looking at it, Harvey yeah. Weinstein. I'm not sure. <laughs> like, hey, nobody's benefiting from having sex with me. Okay, it's purely for pleasure. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Like, I've also like, like, you know, you, you know, the Afghan army. I think you, you went to Afghanistan. Right? I did. Yes, oh, yes, you yes, went yes, to yeah. that one. Just check. Sorry. I went to the airport. So you, but you, so you know, like the Afghan army and the Iraqis were the same. They're partial to a bit of bumming. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. And, like, maybe you're right. Maybe they're just like, look, guys, this deployment sucks. Um, just, you know, square us away. You Look know what make this deployment suck job. a little less? Yeah. <laughs> or but a little more. <laughs> plump fucking lips on this <laughs> shaft. Depending on how you look at it's it. It's like, dude, when you're in a, when you're in a, um, a we call them sangas, you guys, we say guard posts or whatever, yeah. like the towers. Yeah. You're up there for two hours with each other. Time would go a lot faster if you just jerked each other off. Sure, yeah. Two hours? <laughs> two hours? Jesus Christ, I got fucked. My shit's for like 12 hours. Yeah, but 12 you, hours. Got to, no, you do the rotation. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. they just leave me oh, on really? for 12 hours. Oh, you must have, like, yeah, fuck that. Dude. And that's how I came up the military. So that's when I set guard posts. I'm like, okay, your shift is eight hours or 12 hours. <laughs> or you do four on, four off, four on, four off. Yeah. And, like, that's how you do it. Like two hours, that'd have been fucking posh. Yeah, but no, you, know? you do. Yeah, you do two, 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 two. But two. even like being able to like around. walk between. The yeah, posts, no, that's like, the best bit. You're yeah. like so excited for that like little bit where you get let out of the house <laughs> like a little dog. And he goes running, then you're like, oh, now I can go masturbate in the next. Um, <laughs> like, no, be like the same but like no, one. but like you're like, oh, this one's got a tree in my view. Yeah, the yeah. last one just had like de- you know the last one had desert and like a, or a burnt out tank, and you just spend like hours looking at every little rivet of that burnt out tank. And this is rack now, like through the scope, like. Ah, oh, dude. I think, like, it's a lot of, like, how many hours compared to combat from, like, from guard to combat? What is that ratio? What is that ratio? Yeah. If not more. Yeah. If not more. I mean, you know, it's, yeah, you, you guys, there's a lot of time to contemplate bad decisions in those places. Yeah. But let's yeah. pull it back to the hazing, because we were talking last <laughs> night about... I, I was telling you about, like, someone getting kicked in the face for, like, he was lying down in the guard post. Yeah. yeah. And he got kicked in the face, and the guy got... I think it, that was one of the reasons he got bounced out of the army. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where we were saying, we were all for it, because yeah, he's putting everyone's lives at risk by yeah. being in that position. Kick him twice. What's your, what's your thoughts on that? Bro? I kicked a guy who was sleeping on posts. I threw a guy off a, off a post who was sleeping. That was a good story. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, you I, tell I, that to people. I came into the, I came into the, the post, and like, 
I crept my way up the ladder because uh, I wanted to catch him sleeping. You know, yeah, yeah. like I'm, I'm at that so moment, you, you, like you I'm a predator. You know, <laughs> like because at that point, if I catch him sleeping, then I get to fuck him up, and that's something to my evening. It's eventful. If everybody's just doing their job, it's boring. <laughs> so yeah, I creep up there, and this motherfucker is cutting logs. And so I fucking I grab him by the back of the flash. If jacket. you know what I mean. <laughs> I throw him on the ground, and like this particular evening, the company commander was touring the different battle positions. So the company commander's convoy was right there, and so I'm about to blast this motherfucker. And I was like, oh shit. I'm a big type to like uh, praise in public, counsel in private. Of course. Because if all they just see is you screaming at somebody, they just think your squad, your platoon is fucked up. You yeah, know? that's a good point. So. Right as I'm about to blast this cocksucker, I'm like, shit, the CO's here. I don't want him to think that I'm a turd because he's a direct reflection of me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, your men are a direct it's reflection a of you. And so I start chewing his ass in, like, a low grumble. And people are just like, <laughs> they're telling me afterwards, they're like, bro, what the fuck is that? I'm like, what do you mean? It's like, dude, it sounded like Batman was up there chewing ass. <laughs> like, you fucking piece of shit. I'll fucking kill you. I'll fucking kill you. Fucking just fall asleep again. <laughs> and it's like, it sounded like Batman was chewing something's ass. And uh, EP, please beep that name. <laughs> so what I need you to do now yeah, is exactly. what I need you to do now is take a time mark so you don't have to listen to the whole episode and you know exactly where to beep it. Thank you. At least put your pants on. I'm keeping on. it on mine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's staying on mine. First Amendment. Fuck it. <laughs> and then, so that wasn't the end of it. Like, at this point, like, I'm pissed off because I can't actually scream at him. And then he stands up and just, I was a bit more flexible in my youth. Mm. I could still get my leg up there, but not quite as high. For so sure. I sparta kicked him in the chest and nice. I didn't realize how close he was to the edge. He went, Oh, good. Good. Not good. one morse of regret. Yeah. And he hit yeah. the ground, and like an accordion, like all the fucking air left his body. I think he body. probably had some regret. <laughs> <laughs> Every decision <laughs> he had made from yeah. walking up yeah. to the recruiter, yeah. to yeah. boot camp. Yeah. <laughs> all flashes of regret, yeah. <laughs> and bam, he hits the fucking ground. All the air goes out of his fucking lungs. Yeah. And I'm like, are you alive? He's like, yes, Sergeant. I can't breathe. I was like, if you could talk, you could breathe. Get the fuck back on post. <laughs> yeah. And so he went back up there. But yeah, I Did think. Did he fall asleep again? I'm sure he did. I don't think he ever uh. slept again. <laughs> but just not no, when he I killed was. Himself <laughs> with yeah, just not when I was the sergeant of the guard. Right, right. Because you know? there's times like I fell asleep in the port of shitter when I was on watch, you know, but I had the radio next to my head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it wasn't my job to be actively watching because when you're a boot, like especially being in Iraq, like that shit sucked because every fucking window could be a sniper. Yeah. Every fucking rooftop, every fucking whatever. And there'd be sometimes you sit in there and then all of a sudden, zzz, pow, and yeah. the fucking glass shatters. Yeah. Like, well, thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the radio is a great one though because I always like listening to listening on the radio. And you can hear the people who are bluffing, who have pretended that they've just woken up with a headset on, yeah. and they're pretending that they've like they've heard the last message properly or whatever, and they, yeah. they're coming in, and you can hear like you know when somebody's like <laughs> you're like I'm awake, I'm awake, kind of things like that. <laughs> Always just be funny like hearing the people drift uh, drifting off, or people are just like pretending to have like difficult difficult like fucking uh, reception. <laughs> I, okay, me because what I used to do in the back in the back of the vehicle all the time it was too hot in there to stay awake. You just couldn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like basically a big fucking steel oven. Yeah, we're, we're walking around. You know, driving around it, and I, I'd have the same. Like, but the, the door would creak open, and that drop from like two zillion degrees to like one zillion degrees was enough. You go like, oh, it's this beautiful breeze yeah. coming in. I feel like I'm on a lovely tropical island, and then like a bit of squawking in the headset, and then you're like, oh fuck, oh, and you stumble out of the back of the vehicle. Someone points to a box. You walk over, you kick it, it doesn't blow up, and you go. And they go, all right, we're back in. And you go back in and you just do it again. That's, that's pretty much my memory of the rock. Yeah, stumbling like around drunk. It's kicking it's Stumbling around drunk without like, being drunk. It was a lot cheaper than it is right, yeah. what I do now. Exactly. Much better shape, like natural detox. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> like, I'd be sitting there and I'd be like, all right, you know, I'll uh, towers is so G, be advised, radio check over. And like, you know, post one, Roger, post two, lick and chicken. I'm like, 
fucking boot, you know, yeah. being char- right. loud and clear. Licking chicken. Like, That's licking. so stupid. Yeah. Licking. How do we lose a war to you guys? <laughs> two. <laughs> two. Two, by the way. Yeah. And then save two, two more. <laughs> so I would debate about that. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, and then after that, it'd be like, all right, post four, like, wouldn't answer. And it'd be like, post four, post four. And I'm sitting there, just like, from like the COC watching, and then I see a fucking canteen go flying over yeah. and hit the camo net on post four. Oh yeah, post four, Roger. <laughs> I, was, I was changing the batteries. <laughs> oh, that's, <laughs> a that's a good one, yeah. Fuck you, man. Like because I know I changed all the batteries when you went on post, so fuck you. The amount of times that like, and I've done this too. My batteries have failed on the moments of inspection. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys, do you guys have uh, the like the electronic countermeasures stuff out there? Do you yeah. used to hump that stuff around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like the uh, what chameleons. Uh, well, oh, chameleons I, 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 I don't know like how much you can talk yeah. about with this stuff. So I'm just gonna. All I will say is that whoever this was designed years it years ago, it was, yeah. they haven't figured it out by now. <laughs> yeah, well, if you, if you if you are listening and you're the designer who made those, massively fuck you because <laughs> they came with a battery that had to go on the bottom to get the battery on the bottom of them. They had like a butterfly clip on each yeah, side yeah. that you had to put like clips up and over and then turn yeah. them both at the same time. It wouldn't go on. This is the most life-saving piece of equipment you've got. <laughs> and they couldn't make a simple fucking way of putting it on the fucking thing. Yeah, it's like Jesus Christ. fucking twist some fat chick's nipples, like, right when she's about to come. And you're you doing know, this like... in the back of a vehicle that's bumping <laughs> around everywhere. The tracks, it's dark. You can't, you, can't, you can't see anything. And I'm just thinking, like, you massive cunt. You are sitting at, you are sitting at home right now, probably counting your money and diving in a pool like Scrooge McDuck because you sold this shit to the government who as we know play pretty nice on that stuff yeah, and you couldn't make a fucking clip <laughs> to put this fucking thing on and I just in the end you go fuck it I would rather die than fuck around with these clips anymore oh 100% uh, so that being said <laughs> oh, random corporal had your your, uh, your question answered um, actually I'd, I'd like to get your guys takes on this okay. um, This uh, a friend of mine she's in the air force and she was just like man like I have all these fucking ribbons and I didn't actually do anything. I didn't like actually earn them. It's kind of bullshit. Like nine out of these ten are like participation ribbons. You mm-hmm. know, like you get them automatically. And I was thinking about that. You look at like some of the most hardcore motherfuckers that came out of like World War II. They'd have like Purple Heart, Medal of Honor, Silver yeah, Star, yeah, right. like John Basalone. Yeah. You know, had, like and a campaign medal and like yeah. three yeah. ribbons, three yeah. or four ribbons. And now, like you have people who come back from their first deployment with like eight ribbons. Yeah, yeah. Like, how do you guys feel about that? I feel like, uh, yeah, military decorations have just like mirrored the culture of like I deserve something for doing nothing so I do feel like a lot of people are over decorated nowadays because I remember the Navy was talking about like if you score excellent like a couple years in a row on your you know your fitness then you'll get a ribbon for it like a a great fitness ribbon or whatever like they were talking that was like a real that was a real discussion yeah so I absolutely agree Uh, a lot of people are over decorated nowadays damn I'm just like that fact in I, itself I, yeah. has just made me want to vomit. <laughs> How do you think I felt? Like, oh, that's I, I mean, if they approved it, look, I'd get man, that ribbon. <laughs> I, look, I, I think the British Army system is pretty good. I've done yeah. three tours. I have two medals. i got one for Iraq, one for Afghanistan. You don't get one the second time you go. Yeah. It's like you've yeah. already had one. Yeah. Fuck it. Wait, so, <laughs> you get like a little star. There's not actually that kind of like a number thing either. They do it for some things and some for others. It's not weird. Um, but yeah, I got with two medals, quite happy with them. Yeah. Um, and then I know, so I like, don't, don't, don't get me wrong, right? There's definitely been instances where I'm like, this is ridiculous. This person 100% deserved something. Because uh, your units may be attached to another battle group, they're yeah. putting their own people through because they have quotas on these things and all right. that shit. And I've seen ones where 
um, race or gender has been involved. And it's not a knock on the people who received them because they didn't fucking ask for it. Yeah, but I've definitely yeah. seen that happen. Um, yeah, and I don't care who gets pissed off at saying this. You look at fucking the current Marine Corps fucking recruiting commercials, and like nine out of fucking ten people on there are like minorities. But then you actually go out to a goddamn infantry unit, it's like white dude, white dude, white yeah, dude, yeah. white yeah. dude, black dude, white dude, white dude, Asian, white dude, white dude. <laughs> British Army infantry is predominantly a, a white thing, right? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with saying that. It's just the way it is. It's yeah. a fucking fact. And it doesn't. And and it's like so. If you're a black lad and you earn a medal, you should get the medal. If you're a white lad, you earn a medal, you should get the medal. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like um, a. You know, there's a chick in the UK. She, she did something where she, you know, she did what a lot of other people were doing at the time. And she was a young, like she was a young, um, uh, she was young private and medic. And she did her job, and she got a military cross for it. And fair play to her, she did a job. But yeah. there was a lot of other people doing their job too, didn't? Yeah. And yeah. again, it's not a knock on her. I just hate seeing, I, I hate seeing people used as pawns in like political games for and sure. stuff like that. Um, as in, when it comes down to people who feel like they didn't earn their ribbon, look, man, there's fucking there's a list. Like, I'm gonna address the camera. <laughs> there's a lot of ways to serve, and if you feel like you didn't do enough service overseas, well, I think everyone feels that way anyway. I'm sure there's some fucking Delta operators out there who are like, oh man, I never did this, and I never was on point on that. Or yeah, right. everyone fucking everyone I fucking talk to feels that way, and it's just one of those things that like I'm sure fucking. I mean, look, you mentioned John Basilone, who's fucking a hero of mine. He didn't feel like he did enough. Right. That's he, he went, went back. back. Yes, yeah. He didn't feel like he went enough. So if, if if the fucking legend himself feels that way, I think everyone else has permission to feel that way. Yeah, and the fact um, that some skeezy fucking mortarmen, <laughs> some fucking tube-stroking piece of shit, like no man who could be fucking armed and facing John Baslow could survive his onslaught, but some piece of shit with a fucking tube yeah. from a half a click away or a click away, he's okay. the one that took fucking Baslow down? Yeah. Like, yeah. are you fist-fucking me? I love that guy, man. We gotta do Baslow shots later. That's the thing that we do. We actually have, like, when the guys I stay with in San Clemente at Camp Pendleton, yeah. we actually bought a big poster of him that we could put up on the wall. Nice. Because, awesome. like, yeah. Yeah, and take yeah. shots to it, man. Because, like, that's a fucking, like, any aspiring infantryman listening or anything, that's a fucking guy you, you need to, like, you're never going to be him. Right, right. Yeah, but yeah. fucking I mean, hell. Unless you Germany want... wants to go around three. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> What's up? Yeah. But no, I mean, that's the person to aspire to be, man. But like you said, he didn't feel like he did enough. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. So that's a good segue into our, our, uh, our next bit. Um, we'd like to, because, uh, you know, we talk about, like, all the legends that we've you've studied through history and stuff like that. But I'd like to talk a little bit about like some of the men that you know we've met, like we've known in person, that have um, have uh, inspired to great things. We only have about ten minutes left on this bit, uh, so we'll, we'll try to keep it brief each. And so I'll start out. Um, there was um, uh, a guy that that I, I served with in two different units actually, and I wasn't there for these events, but you know from every all the eyewitnesses and the awards and stuff, uh, a guy named Woldridge, he won the the, the Navy Cross which is the second highest award. Mm-hmm. And so long story short, he was on a mounted convoy and they took contact, they dismounted, they assaulted through, killed a bunch of guys. And this dude was a big Benchmade motherfucker. He was massive. And so instead of an M4, he carried a saw yeah. <laughs> as his, his personal weapon, as a squad leader. And so he's covering his guys, bounding back to their vehicles. And he hears some Arabic, um, actually, no, I'll, I'll take that back. It was, uh, I think, Pashtun. Yeah. Yeah, uh, for the region. And some Pashtun come around the corner. <clears throat> And he was like, oh, shit. So he popped around the corner, and there was, like, three or four bad guys there. And he's like, well, hello. Yeah. Have you met my friend? <laughs> yeah, exactly. At 249. Yeah. <laughs> and so he wastes, like, three of them, like, right then and there. And so he pops around the corner to reload. 
and the, the last guy who he didn't get comes around the corner with the RPK. And so he pulls the RPK out of this kid's hands and just beats him to death with his own rifle. Yeah. Just, uh, like, fucking owns him. So and he got, yeah. right now. Yeah. It's so <laughs> Massive erection. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so he beats this kid to death with his own weapon. And, like, you talk to this guy, dude, fucking humblest dude in the world. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, he never wanted to brag about it or, like, make puns, which I was totally waiting for. Like, I'd set him up for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Be like, man, like, I'd like to beat my meat. Anything you've beaten recently? <laughs> like, yeah, man, with his own gun. Yeah, exactly. like, and I just would have came, you know? I wish, I kind of hope that he did, like, that, you know, like, uh, Bunny on Platoon? Mm-hmm. You see the fucking head come apart? Yeah. <laughs> I really kind of hope that he referenced Platoon in that moment. Oh, totally. And so, like, you know, he... And he was, like, a, a young corporal, too. Yeah. And so it's, like, you imagine this fucking kid. He was, like, you know, a younger kid. Uh, and you know, everything in the fucking world, like, he grew up in some in shithole, and then he got recruited or whatever. And he's thinking, like, yeah, I'm going to get me some. Right. And then this oh, massive fucking you know, <laughs> brawlic motherfucker comes around the corner and kills him with his own weapon. <laughs> like, the last flash of moment that went through that kid's head, yeah. you know? Like, the buttstock of his own weapon. <laughs> so who you got? <laughs> uh, dude, I got a few. I mean, I fucking serve with some some fucking badasses like I mentioned earlier one of our medics Amla like just consistently seeing her like because there's a difference between like you know a lot of infantry guys we just want to fucking fight and, yeah. Like, yeah but you know there's a di- sometimes like that is actually the easier part than being the person that's picking up the literal, Guts, the literal yeah. pieces yeah. of your friends like because yeah. so it's like you know I feel like the, you know the medics like so just shout out to like fucking any medics that do that kind of stuff um I'm working with a couple of people on some books at the moment, telling their kind of stories, and yeah. so I'm going to shout out a few of these guys. One of them is um, um, Major Adam Jowett. He led uh, Easy Company in Muscala in 2006. A long, I'm just going to give the long, uh, the short stories on all of these. Mm-hmm. He basically took an understrength town into uh, an understrength company into a town that was fucking fully Taliban, and they fought toe to toe for weeks. And then um, I wrote a book about it. It's called No Way Out. Go and get it. Well, I wrote it with Adam and. Um, <laughs> His, his story is insane. Something like in the first two days, they had over 50 Danger Close missions. Wow. Like Whoa. in the first two days because they were literally, the, the yeah, there was an MSR between their compounds <laughs> and the Taliban ones and they yeah. had A-10s coming up and down that constantly because it was the only way. Like they, it was grenades going back and forth. It was like... Fuck that, you, no fuck you. Yeah. 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 Oh, it was massive. Like, And they, dude, he went to the mask. They had like a Taliban mask. Really, like, they, they fucking murked like hundreds of these motherfuckers. Yeah. It's... So like, I, but like the reason I love him is because he's just like he's the epitome of a leader. Yeah. He really yeah. is. Um, so, so there's a couple other guys I'm not going to mention right now. So I don't want them to feel left out because I'm not mentioning them because I want to wait for the right time with the books. But one guy I do want to mention. Well, two guys actually, both from the same regiment, both military cross winning bayonet charge leading motherfuckers. Yeah. Uh, one of them is Sean Jones. And I got a lot of respect for Sean. I'm not going to go into why because that's his own story to tell, which you can hear on my podcast. I've mentioned stay of mine. Shameless. But no, Sean's like a fucking legend. You know, he uh, did a lot of tours, did a lot of fucking shit. And the other guy is, uh, is Brian Wood, military cross winner, who also has a book coming out in February. It's called Double Cross. Brian, fucking owe me. Um, and the reason I got so much respect for Brian is not only did he, and he'd be the first one to say this, you know, he got told, because you know, basically they came into an ambush in Al Amara 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, came into a big ambush and he was told, dismount, clear the enemy positions. So he stuck the pointy thing on the end of his rifle and he <clears> went and cleared those fucking positions. Oh, man. And they had dushkers and all sorts and him and his two, I think it was two guys, yeah. <laughs> the three of them, yeah. uh, the three of them cleared this Russian trench system oh. of 20 enemy. Um, right or now, thereabouts. Oh, yeah, and, and, he, and he did that. Now, <clears throat> but the reason I have so much respect for Brian is because what happened afterwards 
is the families, the, there was British ambulance chasing lawyers contacted those families of the dead Iraqis saying, oh, we think there was war crimes done on your people. What? Oh, my God. So, like, look at the state of these bodies. Clearly, they've been mutilated after death. No, it's called what happens when a 30 millimeter cannon, it's a fucking body. Right. Yeah. But they convinced, the, they, convinced the, they convinced these families to press charges and everything like that. This was all paid for, by the way, by the British government. Oh and they chased him They chased him through the courts time and time and again. The first time he met his lawyer that was, present, <clears throat> that was provided to him by the military was when he was in the courts. He's like, oh, by the way, I'm your Ministry of Defence like, representative. Oh, whatever. Fucking he, had to pay for, he had to pay for it all himself. Yeah. Um, and he's still serving while this is, this is going on. While right. this, so while this is going on, they send him on another deployment. <laughs> so they're, they're like, oh, well, yeah, we think you could be a war criminal, but go on another deployment. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, well, look, are you fucking, were you behind him? Are you not behind him? Yeah. Um, he went through all this fucking stuff. He finally got his name cleared because obviously it was absolute fucking bullshit. Yeah. Um, he got no, no help. And the British public was saying how much bullshit this is. And then I think it was David Cameron when he came in as prime minister he fucking shit this company because the, the the lawyer who was behind this he's making bank yeah um and there was a bunch of other cases going on too long story short is like brian is totally exonerated and all that fucking stuff good, but good. the reason i have so much respect for him and he's my badass of the podcast yeah. <laughs> is because dealing with that stuff after oh dude i'm not saying i would have put a round in my own head but i certainly would have put one in someone else's yeah, yeah. Um, and for him to have gone through it all with the utmost professionalism like he never came out and slated the army i'm fucking would have he never <laughs> he never murdered the lawyer i fucking would have yeah, yeah. and like it to, for, for him to have gone through all that and he was still serving oh by the way he took a year out he took a year out of the army to deal with some of this stuff as well and then the army were like, oh, well, you don't get your pension now because you took a year out. So the, he was being royally fucked. Yeah. But he's fucking killing it now. His, his, you know, his book's coming out. Like, I'm dead excited about that for him. Yeah. He's killing it in business. He's inspiring a lot of people. He's just an all-around legend of luck. And to have gone through all that, it would so... Like, I'm bitter about it. It didn't even happen to me. <laughs> um, so, like, yeah. So he is probably the most badass motherfucker that I can, um, you know, right that on. I can shout out. Yeah. So, Mike, would you like to round us out? Um... I don't want to name drop per se. I mean, you guys know me a little bit. Uh, I know a couple of good people, but I will say whenever I find out somebody's highly decorated, like a story I've heard of like secondhand and I found out, oh, that was you, you know? Yeah. Um, that's really cool for me because a lot of the people I know who have those big high impact awards, they, you know about it because they talk about it. And it's kind of like, okay, you did something cool, but oh, that's enough. Um, but yeah, I find out all the time, like just friends, like I'll be shooting the shit with and like having coffee with. And it's like, uh, yeah, uh, my third silver star, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? I, that happens all the time. And it's the <laughs> coolest feeling because like you're just shooting shit with them. It just it humanizes them, actually. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do any names per se because uh, you know Dan loves when I name drop. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's really cool, man. It's really humble.